Hello, this is Pastor Josh, uh, your First Church Podcast host, and uh, we are running a special coronavirus edition here. In this interview, uh, I speak to Dr. James Edward Smith, my college roommate. We just call him Jess, uh, and uh, he's going to answer some coronavirus questions. We hope to do this uh, every few days or at least once a week. I hope you enjoy and find it helpful. All right. Okay. Well, it is recording. I've Hopefully, I'll be able to say this thing. Um, I am here with Dr. Jess Smith. Uh, Jess, for those of you who don't know Jess, um, Jess was my college roommate back at Anderson, uh, Indiana, and at Anderson University in Anderson, Indiana. Um, he's my best friend. Uh, we talk often, and uh, he's here to give us kind of just some, I don't know, drop some doctor knowledge on us uh, about the coronavirus. Hopefully, um, he'll be able to maybe we'll try to do weekly updates or kind of weekly videos. Uh, yep. Seems like stuff's changing every five minutes, um, and so it'll be good to maybe at least get a weekly update from a doctor if you guys tune in. Um, and uh, so yeah, let's let's kind of start with Jess. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I yeah. have some people uh, asking if you are really a doctor. Most of the, those guys are from Anderson who actually knew you. Yeah. There's no degrees on the wall behind you. So, Yeah, right. Well, I'm in my uh, dining room right now. So that's the lime green that, uh, um, that the wall is. Uh, but so um, I am not, so I'll tell you what I'm not first. I am not a virologist. Um, I'm not an epidemiologist. I am not a infectious disease expert. I am an emergency physician. And so I, um, kind of our job is to be in the front lines, uh, especially during this, we have a very important role of triaging people, stabilizing people, um, and kind of trying to differentiate what is and what isn't um, the coronavirus versus something else. Um, so, I, but, but that all that being said is, um, I am, I, I think doctors are all scientists at heart. And, uh, um, and I have been paying very, very close, I've been paying closer attention to this uh, than I have at anything in medicine so far. So that's my, my caveat at the beginning. Um, I am an emergency physician. Once again, I've been practicing for about five years. I went to Indiana University. Uh, me, once again, me and Josh were roommates. Josh is my best friend. Um, I went from Anderson to Indiana University where I got my medical degree. Um, did my residency in emergency medicine at in Grand Rapids and I still practice in Grand Rapids. I uh, um, practice as an emergency physician and I'm also a medical director at Owasso Memorial Hospital in Owasso, Michigan. Three boys, happily married, all that stuff. All right, well good and just just so you know um, and it's kind of weird. No one cares about that stuff. End up watching. Um, hopefully this is actually saving to my computer so hopefully we don't spend this time talking and Oh, if we have to do it again, I could probably do that like three times better, okay. four times. Should I, I will just keep going and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, a, a few weeks ago, uh, I actually thought like, okay, some of this was maybe it'll be overblown or maybe mm -hmm. I don't know, further than that. Maybe, you know, some of this might be overstated or the threat would, was too large. And I remember talking to you and uh, you actually said, Josh, send Emily to the store and go stock up on a bunch of food. Um, this is worse than we're not, we're not necessarily, we're not prepared for this. Um, and, uh, you know, if I would have heard that from some people, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, you're overreacting, not a big deal. Uh, 
things I told my church this weekend after some conversations with you and, and continuing to read up on it and reminding people that this is serious. We should take it serious. Um, and uh, for somebody who's got a personality like you, you're, you're kind of like me. You don't really worry about much. Um, and uh, you kind of generally err when people overreact, like, hey, they're overreacting. Um, so tell us maybe a little bit about how serious you feel this virus can be. Yeah. So if, uh, on a similar lines, I think I was very similar to you when we heard all this stuff months ago, it was kind of coming through and there were a lot of conspiracy theories and things going around. And generally I am very anti that stuff. And I would say it was about three weeks ago, I started getting some reports. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with as familiar with the situation in Italy, um, Iran and some of the other countries that, uh, had, have a more robust medical system and also are a little more, um, a little more capable of tracking things. And we can also trust the information coming out of those countries, I feel a little more than some of the initial countries or China. Um, so once again, yeah, I thought yeah, this is this another influenza, we'll deal with it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my, my attitude started to change when I saw just how widespread this was becoming and what it was doing to, yeah, these other countries, who was getting it, how they were being affected. Um, and so I went from saying, not necessarily that it was a hoax, but to that this maybe wasn't something we needed to waste a ton of, um, waste a ton of bandwidth on to, we need to start preparing. And especially, I mean, like you said, I, I am the least alarmist person that I know as far as, uh, I don't know, just overreacting. I, I try, try not to overreact. My job, I'm an emergency physician. When I I, my part of my job is to just keep things calm. And so I started calling people and I, uh, I mean, you can, my, my father-in-law, my mom, my dad, I said, Hey, you guys need to stock up. I wouldn't be surprised if schools are shut down. I thought it'd be three weeks, ended up being two weeks. Um, so yeah, so I guess to answer, to actually answer your question, this is very serious. Um, I think the measures that have instituted while they kind of are, they kind of stink um, and they are hurting our economy. Um, I think they're all necessary, and um, I think they're all necessary, and the results will be significant um, lives saved. Okay. How does it spread? That's a good question. Uh, so, as far as we know, um, by direct contact and fomites, so it is believed that the virus can stay alive uh alive viruses you know who's to say that a virus is alive um depends on who you ask but uh the virus can stay alive on surfaces for upwards they, there's been some studies that show that it can stay upwards of nine days um generally it's through the respiratory tract so a lot of people through the through the nose is where most respiratory viruses are are spread so um there also has been some um evidence of fecal shedding meaning that uh, unclean like unclean um wiping habits etc can also lead to it but generally it's hand to hand you touching a dirty a dirty knob or a dirty table and then touching your face is is mostly what this is gonna um gonna spread there is also some maybe some aerosolization but that doesn't seem to be the case uh that seems to be more a healthcare thing um like a healthcare transmitted way rather than uh actually in public that it doesn't seem to stay alive very long or um, in the air very long when it's, uh, when you're in public. Okay. Okay. Um, so if somebody thinks they might have it, uh, what should they do? And maybe 
you know, what's, what should somebody, I guess, you know, somebody like you're an I, you know, somebody who's relatively young, let's say we're young, um, or, uh, decent health, what should they do as opposed to maybe somebody who's a little older, maybe compromised or have a compromised respiratory. Yeah. So good question. So if you think you might have this initially, calm down by far and away, most people are going to do very, very well, especially if you're young and healthy and don't have other medical problems. Um, so make sure you're getting plenty of rest, drinking plenty of fluids and avoid going to hospitals. Um, if you do not need to go to the hospital, do not go to the hospital. Don't go to urgent care. There is no, uh, I just wanted to check to see because that is going to get people. I mean, that's going to infect other people. And a lot of those other people may be elderly more, uh, um, more at risk individuals. So if you think you may have this based on whatever, stay home, isolate yourself. Um, you need to be symptom free for at least a couple days before introducing yourself to any family members. And then I would avoid any high risk contacts such as elderly, your parents, your grandparents, um, uh, people with any immunocompromised, like uh, immunocompromised or a bunch of chronic medical problems, avoid them entirely. I would say for weeks, hmm. at least limit, limit, limit face-to-face -face contact and any, definitely any physical touch. So if you think you have this and you're young and healthy, relax, take care of yourself, symptom management, take some Tylenol, drink fluids, stay home. Okay. Um, what about, I mean, if you're older, uh, let's say, you said, let's say 70 plus 65 plus, What's and I would say if you're older as well, um, my, the initial, it, the, my, the, the vast majority are going to get better without anything. Um, right now it looks like about 20 to 30% will, um, have severe symptoms may, that may end up needing, um, hospitalization, but those don't develop until about day 10. So what, what the more likely picture is, is you think you might, you're coming down with a cold, you think you might be coming some, um, getting something, you go to the hospital and you expose yourself if you didn't have it previously. So even if you're, um, until, unless you have severe symptoms such as shortness of breath, um, severe cough, uh, fevers that you can, like really bad fevers or um, altered like uh, confusion, things like that, you don't need to go to the hospital. Um, like playing it safe and going to the hospital and getting checked up if you're feeling fine, is probably going to result in you more likely that you're going to get exposed to something um, or expose somebody else to, to something than uh, actually help you out. Okay. What about infants, young children? So one thing about this virus that seems to be um, good is that it doesn't seem to affect kids that much. One thing about kids is they can be carriers. So that little cold cough that they have could be there's a possibility. Once again, this isn't, this isn't, um, we don't know yet. There's a lot of stuff we don't know, but a little cough cold, uh, in infants or in younger children could be the coronavirus. Um, they just have very mild presentations. There's, uh, been 150,000 or 130, however many thousand cases worldwide. And there's been zero fatalities with so zero deaths in children, zero through nine. And then children, uh, 10 to 20, it's, it's, it's minimal, minimal infinitesimal infinitesimally well so okay cool um keep your kids and once again so if you have kids that are sick keep them away from um you know even the cough and sniffles even if you don't think it's a big deal keep them away from at-risk individuals and uh um even other kids just because this thing who we, we 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 think this thing is spreading a lot faster than it uh than we have documented just because the testing is really not available right now yeah 
Uh, you've, I know you've, you've actually, we didn't say this, but you've actually been quarantined. And so you're just doing telemedicine right now because right. You, you just got back from a trip from India and then uh, uh, Germany. You're in Munich for a little while as well. Um, but you've been on the phone with your group uh, in different hospitals and you've been reading about how your, your particular group and hospitals are preparing right now, what you're doing to kind of prep. What, what are hospitals doing? Because right now we're being told like everything, hey, flatten the curve, right? To keep mm -hmm. sure that right. our, our yeah. uh, uh, medical community isn't overloaded with an influx of people that we're just not ready to handle. And so what are hospitals doing to prepare? Um, I don't know, maybe some are doing a little bit of yeah. different practices, but general. general. So, so um, I, I, I the, uh, I'm lucky enough to be part of two, two hospital systems. One's a large hospital system with tons of hospitals and the other one's an independent hospital. Um, in our large hospital system, we're instituting, and we have a much larger population at that large hospital. Um, we're instituting a drive-through, so a call ahead and drive-through testing. Um, so essentially you go online, you either go online um, and do telemedicine or you uh, have a screening phone call. And if you pass a screening, then you actually drive through a tent um, and people in the tent are donned in their full PPE or personal protective equipment. And uh, you get a swab and then you go on your way. You never get out of your car. You, you, you don't expose other people. So that's one. The other thing is we're trying to actually separate respiratory cases. So people with cough, cold, fevers, congestion. Um, shortness of breath, trying to separate them physically from other people in the emergency department. Because once again, we don't, we don't know how widespread this is. Um, and you're, you know, you still have influenza, you still have rest, uh, RSV, respiratory sensitive virus. You still have just colds and people that get bacterial pneumonia. And uh, um, so they're all presenting at the same time and we're trying to separate the potential cases from people who are either otherwise healthy or may have completely other things going on. Um, so that's one. Uh, the other the other hospital I'm at has actually instituted a separate building uh, that they're calling the alternate care site. Uh, that's a negative. It's a giant room that they've uh, created a negative pressure in, meaning that all air is going up. So um, so anytime somebody coughs or anytime somebody uh, any any aerosolization is going to go up and then out of the building rather than just kind of circulate within the building, making it less likely to be exposed. And so all of the respiratory cases are being funneled to that, which is separate from the emergency department. So everybody's really trying to decrease exposure and to, um, uh, and to try to unload the actual emergency department in itself to make sure that we have the availability to take care of people who are really sick. That's, those are kind of some pretty interesting. It's weird. It's, it's a weird time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else, I mean, what else do you think people should know? I mean, I, so one of all the, the social distancing or I guess physical distancing, I think might be a better way to. Put yeah. It. So I, I, I guess there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there and it's, um, and it's hard because there's going to be people you trust that say, I mean, a lot of different things. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be, um, to the really bad kind of apocalyptic stuff to the, this isn't a big deal, carry on with your lives. And the truth is gonna be somewhere in the middle. The medical, like we, uh, our medical system is amazing. We are gonna, we are gonna be stressed, but we're gonna be okay. Um, we have, we have, I mean, this is, you know, this is the United States. We have essentially unlimited resources. Um, sometimes it doesn't seem that way, but we are, we are gonna be fine. We're gonna make it out the other end. There's gonna be a lot of sacrifice. Um, what I've been telling everybody is what you, what you are in right now, because I think Ohio is in a somewhat similar situation as Michigan right now as far as kind of the lockdown where yeah. 
businesses are closed. Um, people are encouraged not to meet. Um, I think, and you can't quote me on this, but I, this is going to be what things are like for the foreseeable future. Um, there is, a, um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think from, from here moving forward, if you say this is a newish normal for, for the foreseeable future, then you're going to be fine. Um, things will change from a medical standpoint. I think my life will be very different for the next six months, but I don't think it's going to change from now very, very much uh, for just the general population. Mm -hmm. um, I think keep in mind that there are people that are less fortunate than you that can't work right now. So generosity is always huge. Um, uh, you know, local businesses, people that, I mean, think about your local server that they, they rely on tips and serving people that their, their restaurants closed. And so I think there will be some you know, government stuff to help with that, but I don't think that we can rely on that. I think generosity personally is going to, is going to go a long way in this time. Yeah. Let me, um, let me stop you right there before you go. Yeah. Think about your next thought, but just so people who are listening to this, um, our church has started what we just call coronavirus fund. Um, and so we'll, we'll be creative with the way and how we use that, whether it be maybe to kind of help some of these, some people who may have gotten, um, laid off or, uh, uh, maybe the servers, those sorts of things. But also right now, um, we began to work with the local VA. Uh, we have, um, uh, some people in our church who, who, uh, basically oversee a lot of the social work that goes on with the VA. And, uh, we are going to be probably helping some veterans who are 60 and over, who are also disabled, who rely on their food being delivered by AIDS. Um, and some of these AIDS, uh, basically have to stay home now with their children. And, and some of them are like a lot of people probably maybe um, a, a little scared and so don't want to get out themselves. We don't really know exactly. But so we're looking to help any way that we can while also being as safe as possible for some of these people. So um, that fund is there to go and donate to. Um, we're going to be challenging people to be, especially people who are salary and people who aren't taking hard hits at this time. Uh, to be a little extra generous. What else? Sorry. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Take it I guess that that's the biggest thing. I, I just, just warn against misinformation. There's going to be a lot out there in the coming days. Yeah. Do your research. Yeah. Now, um, here's the question everybody wants to know. I think on Facebook that they're sending me there, they, they, they want to know, you know, they, they knew we both wrestled and stuff and we used to wrestle a lot in college, each other. They just want to know how badly I used to beat you. Dude, you're so tiny. <laughs> Little guy. So I'll say this. Josh is strong. <laughs> He's kind of quick. But you get on the mat, it's over. That, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably too, true. But he never could take me down, so it didn't really matter. That's not true. <laughs> also i'm looking on facebook i don't see this anywhere <laughs> well man we'll uh we'll try to stop it there and maybe meet up again next week if you're not working or, or busy we'll try to find a time yeah I'll, I'll make time for this we will we'll, we'll make time for this if people have questions yeah and anybody if you guys have questions about i don't know what anything really from the medical standpoint i know this is a it's a weird time i mean this is a this is unprecedented. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, so this is, this is in a modern era, this is weird. 
Yeah. Uh, this, this is strange. I, uh, I, this probably isn't super comforting, but there have been other much worse plagues in the past. Um, to kind of, I guess, if people are, are concerned from a, from a, uh, a standpoint, um, this is, there's been much worse in the past. It's just not in, not in the modern era, not since we've really, uh, you know, we have all the fancy shiny things that we have. So it's, uh, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be an interesting couple weeks to months, but like I said, we're, we're, we are going to be fine. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to come out of this probably hopefully better. Good. Good. Well, um, I'm going to, before I get off here, I'll, I'll probably push pause and talk to you for a second, but I really appreciate you being on here with us, Jess. And love you, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you for one more second here. Let me push pause.